Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Legacy Homeschool Reflections Podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Adams. Thank you for joining today. If you're new to the podcast, I'll just tell you a little about myself. I'm a wife to Matt, and we've been married for 21 years. I'm a mother to seven children, and we have now graduated two of our children from our homeschool. We homeschooled them all the way through, and as of this year, we've, by God's grace, graduated two of them from our homeschool, and so we are rejoicing in that. And I am a homeschool graduate from the pioneer vintage days of the movement, so my children are second-generation homeschool graduates, and that's really exciting. We have five more that we're still very much in the thick of homeschooling, and we are just seeking the grace of the Lord and the wisdom of the Lord um, as we seek to navigate the waters of this culture and the world that we're living in and just asking Him for His grace upon our family and His um, giving of us wisdom in these times. And we know that He has put us here for such a time as this. And so our hope is in Him. And um, my husband, Matt, and I have a real heart for encouraging other families in family discipleship and just to redeem the time with their children and pointing them to Christ. And so uh, we touch on a lot of that on this podcast. And overall, I just try to encourage ladies in all seasons of life to look to the Lord, to stay in the Word, to uh, walk closely with Christ. And so we've been going through a series on the fruit of the Spirit to accompany my new Word Study Scripture Writing Journal, Volume 2, which is on the fruit of the Spirit. So we've been covering the 12 weeks of Scripture Writing on the fruit of the Spirit over the last weeks. And we are at the very last week, week 12, which is self-control. And so if you've been with me through this series, I appreciate you following along. And if you're interested, if you're new and you would like to go back and listen to the series and pick up your own copy of the journal, you can find it in the King James Version and in the ESV Version. And we hope to put it in more uh, versions, but right now it's available on Amazon and also on my website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com. So with that, let's jump right into today's topic of self-control. Now, Charles Spurgeon said, Whatever a man depends upon, whatever rules his mind, whatever governs his affections, whatever is the chief object of his delight, is his God. And so I ask you today, I ask myself, what is it that we're depending upon? Um, What is it that's ruling our mind? What are we really dwelling on? What are we really thinking about? What do we get excited about? What governs our affections? And what is the chief object of our delight? And Charles Spurgeon said there in that quote that whatever that is, that is our God. And we don't often think of having false gods or having idols in our hearts, but it's so easy to build up those those idols. And so we want to make sure that Christ is truly the treasure of our hearts and that we truly are setting our minds on things above and looking to him and thinking on his word. 
not just opening it up and closing it and walking away and not bringing it back to mind. We can pray that the Lord will bring his word back to our minds when we need it. And as mothers, that the Lord will bring his word back to our our you know mouth so that we can share it with our children when we need to have a, a word to share with them. When we need to have biblical truth to address situations going on in our homes, we can ask, Lord, Father, please bring your word and your truth back to my heart and to my mind. Well, the hymn for this chapter, if you've been going through the journal, you will know that we have a hymn at the beginning of every week's scripture writing journal, and it's the hymn, I Surrender All, a very old and familiar hymn, All to Jesus I Surrender all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. And the chorus says, I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. I won't read all the verses here. I'm going to skip skip down. Um, all to Jesus, I surrender. Lord, I give myself to thee. Fill me with thy love and power. Let thy blessing fall on me. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Are we surrendering all today? You know, surrendering ourselves, it's not just a one-time thing um, when we come to know the Lord. We need to surrender ourselves every day. Our wills, our decisions, our priorities, our time, our affections, We need to be surrendered before the Lord each and every day so that he may use us and flow through us and we may have his power in our daily lives. Now, one area where we can really think about this issue of self-control is with our tongues, with our mouths, with what we say. And it's very easy for us to get into trouble in this area um, today, I'm using the King James version of the uh, journal because that's what I happen to have on hand. As I said earlier, if you want to get a copy, you can get it in King James version or ESV version, and hopefully down the road, we'll have some of the other versions as well. But Proverbs 13 verse 3 in the King James version says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Oh, ladies, we can get ourselves into so much trouble with our mouths. It's so easy to allow our emotions to rule rather than the Spirit of God ruling in our lives. And we can say things and regret it and not be able to take it back. Or we can get, you know, into a conversation and before we know it, maybe we're sharing things we shouldn't be sharing. And it's so easy. I think it's really easy for us ladies to fall into these things, um, maybe sharpness of the tongue with our children or irritability and uh, just being unkind with our husbands or whatever it is, our tongues can really get us into trouble. And I think it's an area we can pray about that the Lord would, you know, guard the gates of our mouths and help us. And I know sometimes when I'm going to get together, maybe for a visit with somebody, I'll just say, Lord, please guide my words and help me to be led by your spirit. Please guide our conversation and please help me to not say anything that I should not say. And so we can pray and the Lord is sanctifying us as we walk with him. 
you know, he is setting us apart and he is growing us. And this is just one of those areas where he's growing us with um, guarding what we say and being wise. Um, maybe having fewer words, but having powerful words. Um, keepeth in the Hebrew means to watch, to guard, to preserve, to guard from dangers, to guard with fidelity, to keep secret, to be kept close, to be blockaded. And sometimes we just need the Lord to help us to keep things blockaded and not just to um, say things that don't need to be said, that um, we need to keep things secret that don't need to be shared. We need to, uh, to guard what is coming out of our mouths. Not all things are helpful to the hearers. And I've heard in the past, you know, if you're not the person you're going to share something with is not a part of the problem or the solution, they don't need to have it shared. If, like if it's about someone else and you're going to share it with a friend, well, if they're not a part of the problem or the solution, then why would we need to share that? And so we need to just be very careful and guarded in how we use our words. Now, in the King James Version of the Bible, I see the word temperance instead of self-control. But 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7 says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance or self-control, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity or love. So, you know, as we become a Christian and we are growing in Christ, these are things that God's Holy Spirit is developing and growing in our lives. And we're not born naturally with self-control. A baby doesn't have a lot of self-control. I mean, when the baby wants to eat, the baby's going to scream, right? <laughs> we mothers know about that. And so we have to learn self-control. I know that uh, sometimes I'll have to tell my little ones, you need to practice self-control right now. You need to have self-control with your attitude or the way you're responding. We don't need to, to get all upset and respond wrongly. We need to pray and ask Jesus to give us self-control and the same thing as we grow older and we grow into our youth and we grow into adulthood um we've we need God's the the things that we have to be self-controlled about can be so much um more of needing God's strength to be able to have self-control when our young people hurt our feelings or irritate us or frustrate us and stress us out as mothers we need God's strength to help us to have self-control because our children are learning from our example. And if we're not responding to them in self-control, then they are learning from us to respond out of the flesh rather than out of the spirit. And if our children do not see us having self-control in the way that we speak to others, our self-control with our mouths to not be gossiping and saying things about others that we should not. And they are picking all that up. And the longer I parent and the older my children grow, I realize how much they learn from what they see in us and not just what we say to them. And it's very humbling when you see 
things in your children that you realize, oh, I haven't set a good example in that area. And so we need God's Holy Spirit to give us self-control that we may be um, reflecting him to all those around us, not just our children, but blessing our husbands, blessing those in our church, um, honoring the Lord and reflecting him in Christ likeness wherever we go, because we're called to be a light to this world. And even to strangers who are watching us, are they seeing the self-control, the temperance, the the attributes of Christ in us, even if they just observe us for a few minutes, what are they seeing? And we're called to show them an example of Christ. And part of that is just self-control. And then I love Titus 2.12 that says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. It takes God's Holy Spirit giving us um, restraint and self-control to live a sober, righteous, and godly life in this present world. We are living in such, oh, just uh, burdensome times as believers. You know, we are seeing a culture just given over to sin. And so for us to live counter to that culture for us to be image bearers of christ in this culture that we're living in and we're raising children in we need the help of the lord we need his holy spirit to convict us and to give us discernment because we're so used to what we're seeing around us and so his spirit will teach us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts And even things that we might not think much of, like maybe a materialistic heart, we might not see that as like the worst of sins. But His Holy Spirit will point those things out. He will point out those areas of idolatry in our lives and teach us to live soberly or to live with self-control. Teach us to live righteous and godly in this present world even in the culture that we're living in now and so um to live in the greek means to breathe to be among the living to enjoy real life and to quicken and when we become a believer god's holy spirit quickens us and he breathes his life in us and he gives us to the ability to truly enjoy life to truly have peace and to truly have hope and his spirit as we walk with him as we spend time with him as we um, meditate on his word his spirit is teaching us not all at one time but over the course of a life he's sanctifying us and helping us more and more to take off the old man and to put on the new man to take off the flesh and to put on the spirit and to walk in godliness, even in the culture as it is today. Now, Titus 2, 4 through 6 is a familiar passage for Christian ladies. It says that they may teach the young women to be sober, or again, we could say self-controlled, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers of home, good, 
obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded or self-controlled. And so this is a biblical principle. God's people are called to walk in the spirit and the power of the spirit and not in the flesh, not lacking self-control, but to be filled with the spirit and to operate out of self-control. And oh, how I know that we can only have that through the spirit of God. And there's power in spending time in his word. That is what this journal is all about. Getting ladies of all ages into the word of God, just through a short scripture writing passage every day and these little Greek and Hebrew word studies that we provide in the journal, through the application boxes and the prayer journals, the hymns, the quotes from great Christians, and the devotions that I've written in there. And so I hope that um, this is a blessing to you. And, you know, as I look around the culture today, there is a severe shortage of self-control. And we're living in the selfie generation and in a day of instant gratification. It's challenging raising children in the selfie generation when pride and worship of self is promoted and the culture presents that as a good thing you know put number one first it's all about me that is the message that's being given to our children in this ungodly culture but as christian ladies we need to walk counter culturally we need to abandon ourselves for the sake of christ and we need to choose the exchanged life where we say not i but christ we need to walk in the control of his Holy Spirit. I know I've said that so many times on this episode, but walk in the control of the Holy Spirit so that he is the one controlling our passions, our emotions, and our priorities. And when we give, uh, Christ gives us his self-control, we will no longer live for ourselves. We will no longer live for instant gratification and for temporal values. Yes, we may stumble in those areas, but he will strengthen us and help us to get back up and to walk in the way that we should. And so instead of walking in the flesh, we will become kingdom-minded ladies living to further his kingdom and his righteousness. And when that is our mindset, and we know that we're just pilgrims passing through, and that we are not at our final destination. This world is not our home. We're headed towards that celestial city. Then we have, we have purpose in this life. And that's what so many young people today are lacking is purpose. We have purpose for this life. We have, you know, hope for all of eternity. We can put our eyes on eternity and then we can be excited about carrying the gospel as we are traveling through this very temporary time here on earth. We can have vision as we look to promote the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, when I see young couples come together and get married, I just think about if they're both believers and they both are really walking with the Lord, I think, you know, how the two can be better than one and how they together can use their gifts to further the kingdom of God, that this new marriage is about so much more than just their happiness. It's it's a gift from God, and he wants them to use their marriage to display the truths of Christ and the church and the gospel. 
And, you know, mothering is so much more than just our own happiness and enjoying our children. It's an opportunity to build the kingdom and to point them to the Savior. And, wow, you know, when you really think about it, how it can impact generations to come. Because God often works through the generations as one generation carries the gospel and the truth into the next generation. And that's what I pray for. I pray for faithfulness. I look around and I see so many falling away, so many abandoning the faith, so many getting caught up in false teaching. And we're really living in a time of great apostasy and it greatly concerns my heart. Um, And so I pray, I pray that the Lord will do what only he can do in our family and in the generations to come. I pray for generational faithfulness. I want that more than anything. I, I want all of our children to walk with Christ and I want them to take his gospel into the next generation. And so that's something that only he can do. And, and he calls us as parents to be faithful and to continue to press on and uh, just, just continuing to teach the word of God teaches truth. Let them point them to Christ. And so thank you for joining me today for this episode, for this last episode on the Fruit of the Spirit Journal. Again, I will just share if you are interested in picking up either one of my journals, Volume 1 or Volume 2. They can both be found on my website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com and on Amazon. Well, ladies, I hope you have a wonderful week ahead walking in the fruit of the spirit and um just the lord giving you self-control as you serve him in the things that he has called you to do in this next week and i will look forward to talking with you next time god bless you for now